you're listening to the Dyslexia Mom Podcast. We are excited that you're here today. We are here to provide you with inspiration, education, and lots and lots of support while raising your children with dyslexia. I'm your host, Nicole Holcomb, a mom just like you raising a daughter with dyslexia. And by the way, I also have 20 years of experience as an educator, school counselor, school district administrator, and an attorney. I can't wait to share conversations with you about parenting children with dyslexia. If you want to raise happy, healthy, and successful children while keeping your sanity and enjoying your best life along the way, then you're in the right place. This is the Dyslexia Mom Life Podcast. I don't know about you, but when I want to know the answer to my question, I go to my friends. We've talked about them before, Google and Pinterest, and sometimes I even jump over to their cousin Amazon. In this episode, you are going to learn about the go-to books for raising children with dyslexia. I found the best way to think about learning about dyslexia is to think about books in three categories. This is how I do them. I have books in the categories of just a good overview summary of dyslexia. Gifts. How are, how are our kids gifted? In what areas are they gifted? And then finally, in real stories from people with dyslexia. And I have to say, I enjoy books in lots of different formats. I have a Kindle Paperwhite that I love to use. I can take multiple books. Uh, you'll hear my husband laugh about the fact that I'm reading multiple books at once sometimes, just kind of whatever my mood is for the day, I guess. And it's slender, right? So I can drop it down in my purse, my, my briefcase, you know, throw it in the front seat of my car, whatever I, I need to do. And so I can keep that with me. And I, what I love about it, too, is at night... I don't have to have lights on as I read in bed, and I can make that font as large as I need to. But sometimes I want to listen and enjoy my books in an audio format, so I may listen to those on the road, uh, on the way to work, on the way home, uh, while waiting in car line. And for those, I use uh, Audible, and we have a monthly subscription where we can download the books that we're interested in. But I have to confess... I most like books in a hard copy format. So I love to highlight them. I love to make notes in them. I love to tab them for things I want to go back and talk about or look at. But I have to say, I have grown to enjoy my Audible subscription. I love that I can listen during my commute, while I'm making dinner, maybe while I'm eating lunch at work. So it's always very handy as well. So I have to admit, I have some books in, in multiple formats just because I'm trying to, to look at it from, you know, maybe I'm wanting to look at it, go back to it. And uh, so I, might, I may purchase something in multiple formats. You know, it, it's just so handy sometimes to have those in different formats. So let's talk about, so really going back to that, my whole reasoning for that is it's really a preference. How do you prefer to consume your books? And if you're not a big reader, that's okay. You can absolutely listen to books, like I said, through Audible. If the font is a problem, then get a Kindle and you can make those larger as well. And so just wanted to to share those pieces with you. So I'm going to go into and share with you my favorites as far as the best dyslexia books. The books that I feel like moms should have, you should have in your arsenal, books that you want to refer back to, you know, think about them like a good broken in book, cookbook, whatever that might be for you. 
and don't worry about if you're if you're on the go and you can't write these things down don't worry about it because i got you covered as always so if you go to the dyslexiamomlife.com backslash episode five and that's the number five i'm going to share with you the links to all of these books I also plan on sharing some of these books a little bit more in depth in the Facebook group. So if you've not joined that community, head to Dyslexia Mom Life in the Facebook group section and you'll be able to find us. And I'm also considering maybe even adding some type of book club to our community in the future. And so these might be some of the books and I will also probably offer just some, some, um, some books for you in general, some self-development type books. So I would love to hear your thoughts on these books as well. So let's take it in the different categories that I shared with you a few minutes ago. The first one is just general overview, general parenting books is what I would call them. And so the two that I'm recommending, and you've probably heard these in previous podcasts that I've had, the first one is called Overcoming Dyslexia by Sally Shaywitz. Her and her husband actually are the ones that are the founders of the Yale dyslexia center and they have a lot of resources and they're really go-to people in the field and then the other book in that area the parenting area as it relates to just information in general is a book called dyslexia land a field guide for parents of children with dyslexia by sherry ray so both of these are great reads i'm going to share a little bit of each of them with you so you'll have a an idea of what you're looking at when you're thinking about you know what one is the best fit for me Overcoming Dyslexia, you're going to see a lot or hear a lot of people recommend this book. Every person or contact I had early on would say, do you have this book? Even to the, to the length of one person said, buy on the way home tonight. Like, go get this book. So I have Overcoming Dyslexia in a hard copy, and I also have it as an audible copy as well. And so my husband and I can share that. So that's very helpful as well. So I'm going to run through a few of the parts of this book. So part one for overcoming dyslexia is the nature of reading and dyslexia. She's going to walk you through understanding the brain and how it works. Now, I will I will tell you up front, this book is, like I said earlier, written by an MD. So it is, in some parts, written kind of high-level science, science parts, if, if that's something that you may struggle with. But... Again, that's why I like to have the written one because I really do like to look at and reread those parts. The other part, she has part two, diagnosing dyslexia. This is where she gets into the clues of dyslexia, early clues uh, for early elementary, down to middle and high. Uh, when, when should you have your child evaluated? Um, just a lot of different good areas there. Helping your child become a better re- become a reader, excuse me, is part three. Part four is overcoming dyslexia, turning those struggling readers into proficient readers. And so it really is a good read. I use it kind of as a guide. Like if I'm looking for something uh, for, you know, my blog or for my podcast, I may go to that to see, you know, what are some of the things that she's recommending? Um, and you'll find some good, good pieces there. So, for example, I, I want to read a little, a little quick little blurb for you. It's in Chapter 10, Should My Child Be Evaluated for Dyslexia? And she says... Parents can play an active role in the early identification of a reading problem. All that is required is an observant parent who knows what she's looking for and who is willing to spend the time with her child listening to him speak and read. 
So she talks about those specific signs of dyslexia, and she talks about the weak the weaknesses and the strengths as it relates to those different formative years. So again, uh, if you get in any of the books I talk about today, go get that book. The other one, Dyslexia Land. I'm a big Disney fan, so I have to admit, I was like, that's really intriguing, Dyslexia Land. Uh, and it does appear to be written in a, one of those dyslexic-friendly fonts. And so it's a good read as well. She actually divides her book into different areas, a welcome area. She talks about the history and the politics of dyslexia, parenting, empowerment zone. She talks a good bit in this book about advocacy. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on our podcast about advocacy because I am not, that's really not the platform I'm on is to be an advocate. Uh, although it may sound like that through the podcast, I really am more about education and inspiration and, and support. And she actually breaks through the traveling through the grades from elementary, middle, and high. And so she has some really great tips as well. And I did enjoy reading her book. And it wasn't written at that high, high level of science uh, language as the other one is. I did like the section, even it is in the advocating for your child section. She talks about beware of the wait to fail approach. And that's on page 171. And that is very moving. You're, you don't want to wait. Your child is not going to grow out of this. Your child, you know, will not all of a sudden just learn to focus. And, and, and you may hear people say your child just needs to be more motivated and work harder. And we already know that we talked about that earlier. And that's, that's not the case at all. So, uh, so anyway, both of those books are a good read. Again, you can find the links to both of those books at the show notes, dyslexiamomlife.com backslash episode five and that's five the number the next category i would say to read in is dyslexia gifts and i know there are a lot of books out there i've I've read a lot of them as well but i really want to give you the best quality as what i think are the best quality based on my background and based on what i was seeing and the things that were available so the two books for dyslexia gifts i would recommend is the gift of dyslexia why some of the smartest people can't read and how they can read learn And then the other book is called The Dyslexic Advantage, Unlocking the Hidden Potential of the Dyslexic Brain. So both of those books I recommend. It's a good read, and and although I'm going to recommend several books today, you know, you may want to get one in the first category and one in this category because I do feel like you don't... This was my concern with Facebook groups, is you go to the Facebook groups and there is... A lot of sharing, which is great, um, but there's just so much negativity and so much. It just it just hurts your heart to see people's stories and how they're struggling. What I found to be helpful along our journey was to read some of these books on the gifts and the advantages of being dyslexic and how those pieces play into our day to day life. I'm going to start by walking you through the gift of dyslexia book by Ronald Davis. This book starts out. It does do a a quick little part one overview of what dyslexia really is, talking really about, you know, the underlying talent and how students think differently and problem solve and things of that nature. The part two is a developmental theory of dyslexia. Part three is the gift, understanding dyslexia talents, curiosity, creativity. And then part four, doing something about it, a guide for parents, tutors, and educators. This is a really good book about the overview. It does have some pieces in there as far as things you can do, different concepts to try and things of that nature as far as how to turn things around. 
We did not rely on that section as much because we do have specialized tutors that we are working with. So that was, you know, that's where we went with that. However, I do want to share with you a little bit from chapter 20 on creativity. In the dyslexic, the creative urge is profoundly stronger than in individuals who not possess the dyslexic basic abilities because of picture thinking, intuitive thought, multidimensional thought, and curiosity. The dyslexic's creativity is greatly enhanced. So there you go. That's why you have the great minds of Steve Jobs and individuals who have brought us some amazing things and continue to do so. Hey, I just wanted to pop in here and tell you about a free resource that we are providing. We have created a resource for you called Summer Activities, bringing the learning and the fun home to you. And if you're like us, we've been home since March. And so it's a long five months from when we left school to when we go back to school. And so we are looking at our house to have other activities to do at the same time, continue to remediate our dyslexic learner and provide her with reading and math opportunities. And so I have compiled some activities and some resources. Some are paid, some are for free. Some of them are virtual summer camps, but I think that you'll find something in there for you and your family, and I think you'll really enjoy it. So if you will just, after listening to the podcast, you know, look in the podcast information for this episode, and I will have a link there for you where you can jump over and subscribe and get this summer 2020 uh, activities and I know you're going to love it and I know you're going to enjoy it and P.S. you'll get some other freebies along the way too that I plan on sending out so enjoy your summer and now back to the episode. The other gifted book I want to share with you is The Dyslexic Advantage. I'm not sure how you pronounce this last name. Eid, maybe? E-I-D-E. These are also medical professionals with MDs. But I like the fact that they really do break the gifted pieces down into different areas and different strengths. And so in that, they, they give material reasoning strengths, interconnected, narrative, dynamic, things that probably make no sense to you right now but if you go and read it it's a great read it does really talk about how the dyslexic mind is different and so it will give you a perspective from that that viewpoint in chapter 25 they actually talk about reading itself it says that dyslexia isn't simply a reading impairment but a reflection of a different pattern of brain organization and information processing that creates strengths as well as challenges It also talks about individuals with dyslexia often show strengths in big picture, holistic, or top-down processing, though they may struggle with fine detail processing. So what I like about this book is it really does talk about and share with you, you know, the areas that your child is going to excel in. So I guess, if anything, I like it because it brings hope. And it brings hope to me on days that are difficult. And then the third area that I like to read in that I think you would enjoy is just the dyslexic perspective. There are two books here I recommend. One is Dyslexia is My Superpower by Margaret Roke. I think it's Roke. R-O-O-K-E. And then Fish in a Tree by Linda Hunt. Both of those are exceptional reads. The reason I like both of these books is that Unless you are the parent that's dyslexic, then, and even if you are, you know, schools, (laughs) schools have changed a lot quite, 
even quite recently, right, as we all school from home right now. But when you think about what your child is experiencing, because we all have different school experiences anyway, it's helpful for me to get perspective. And so while I like these books, um, both of these reads are great because especially the Dyslexia is My Superpower actually provides you stories. And they're stories from children from other countries and stories of children of different ages. And they talk about topics, for example, are being talented, working harder, uh, being different, achieving my goals, and all different ages are, you know, are shown or are shared in this book, rather. And it just helps me see where kids can go and where they've been. And I just think it's helpful, you know, if, for example, let me read just a, a brief excerpt on the one dyslexia is my superpower. He talks about, this is a, a, an 18 year old from Ireland. And he says, you know, numbers are my strength. I can see problems in a 3d way. It's like looking at a roadmap that makes perfect sense. So he talks about the way he sees the world and how things are so different. And it really is interesting because, you know, I can tell you all day long what the definition of dyslexia is. I can tell you how to remediate your child and help you with finding good tutors and good schools but at the end of the day, it is so reassuring and refreshing and brings hope when you can see how students are processing that world. The second book, A Fish in a Tree, I enjoyed that book because the whole book was about a perspective of a girl and how she struggled in school. And I won't try to give too much of that book away. It was a pretty quick read. I had that on my Kindle. And her, my, my daughter's school actually did a book, a book study on that book for parents. It's just a good read. It takes you through uh, the, the student being, so it's all about one student as opposed to the dyslexia is my superpower. If you think about, if you've ever read, uh, this may date me a bit, but Chicken Soup for the Soul has stories in it. So dyslexia is my superpower is similar to that. It has short stories for different areas and different topics. Fish in a Tree is all about one child's experience and it's about her experience in school and, and what it looked like for her. And so, you know, she's going to share that world with you. And so that was that was a very, very interesting and very good for, a read for me. Some of the teachers that even shared that they had let some of the middle school students read that book as well. So, as I mentioned before, you can find the links to all of these books in the show notes at dyslexiamomlife.com backslash episode five. That's dyslexiamomlife.com backslash episode five. Again, five as the number, not written out. And if you haven't already, we would love for you to to subscribe, not describe, hello, (laughs) subscribe to the podcast. Uh, And we'd also encourage you to leave a review. If you're enjoying these podcasts, we'd love to hear what you're thinking and we'd love to hear from you. And so please don't hesitate to join the Dyslexia Mom Life Facebook group. Come over and share. You can always send me a private message. There'll also be places on there and on the website that you can contact me if you have any questions or suggestions. And we would love to to provide you with some additional freebies and resources as well as you navigate through this world. And I hope you enjoyed today's uh, episode. I think it's very powerful for you to be educated in these areas. I do believe that these six books, although I wouldn't say buy all of them at first, but hey, buy them all, stick them on a bookshelf and go to them when you need to. I have all of them and they, for different reasons, give me hope for different areas. And so I would encourage you, you know, education is power. 
And the more that you understand, the more you can help. And so it's, it's very helpful. And there are many more resources out there. So if you find a great resource, please don't hesitate to share that with us as well. I did try to, you know, look for the ones that are the most recommended, the ones I have read and the ones that I feel like have a good overall information for parents. So anyway, it was great to uh, spend some time with you today and enjoy your week. And bye for now. See you next Monday.